0: I yeah, I can do that. I can do it. Show it show you how. Okay, I'll show you how. I can be short and sweet. It's good. If we can put up that next slide, Caroline, that will be awesome wherever she's send that there. Man.
1: So Father, we want to thank you today for your word that's already going out. And Lord, your word says that as your word goes out, it doesn't return void, but it accomplishes what it's been set forth. And God, we declare that today because it is written that your word goes out and it doesn't return void, but it, but it accomplishes what you set forth. And so God, we thank you for the ministry of your word and spirit. And the people said, Amen. Amen. So the essence of this word today is probably something that I'll talk on and off about over the next few months because with other people preaching and, and speaking in the middle, it might take a little while. But I'm convinced more than ever that God wants us to realize that we are to live naturally supernatural. Now, that term has been around for at least 30 years that I know of. So it's not a new term. You know, different ministries and, and, and churches have coined it and stuff. But I'm convinced that God wants us to understand what it means to live naturally supernatural. We don't need to drum, drum something up within us. We don't need to go to an event to make it happen. We just need to live according to the ways of the spirit that have been made possible for, for us through the blood of Jesus. Amen. You see, the Christian life is not a try harder thing. It's not a try harder. The, it's the enemy who makes, wants to make us feel guilty, even condemned. And there's a big difference between conviction and condemnation. And we have to realize that, yeah? But the other thing is that we have this try harder, oh, I'm not doing enough, I need to try harder. When it's not about try harder Christianity, it's actually about resting. It's actually about yielding. It's actually about, you know, going lower in a sense, amen? But now, that doesn't mean we don't have to be disciplined. It doesn't mean we don't have to be intentional about some things. It doesn't mean that. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about the fact that, you know, sometimes we just feel like we've got to try harder. We've got to try harder when we actually just need to learn to rest. We actually just need to learn to yield to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is already at work. To live. Naturally supernatural is to live by the spirit of God as God always intended us to live. And I think we're on a journey of that. Amen. You know, like last week, it was a kind of a funny little picture, but I had quite a few people say to me that it spoke a lot to them. You know, this chicken thing. You know, we're like chickens and we're scratching at the dirt and we're like trying to scratch up, up stuff. And then you think about the little birds that are trying to fly and they flap their wings and they flap their wings so hard. But yet an eagle you just see the eagle and it's like they're just so gracefully just a little flat and then they just soar and you just they just find the pockets of wind or the currents and the eagle just soars and i think so often we just we can spend our our life kind of scratching on the surface of things rather than coming up higher and learning to live in the currents of heaven is that okay so God is wanting to teach us as a group of people more and more about what it means to live by the Spirit, to flow in the Spirit, to let the flow of His Holy Spirit flow through us. Because our lives are meant to be lives of worship 24-7. We don't just come to church and then we go and have KFC afterwards and you know, and, and, and then that's it. It's like, no, no, we, we live lives of worship. And we're open to the Holy Spirit in us. And we're open to the Holy Spirit through us. And we're seeing what God is doing around us. And we join him. You see, Jesus demonstrated that for us. Because Jesus said, I do not do anything of my own accord. I only do that which I see the Father doing. Is there amen? He said, my words are not my... My own, but they're the words that come from the Father. He lived in such intimacy, such oneness with the Father that nothing he did was of him. It was the Father. And in the same way, he's invited us in because the veil has been torn and we had to live in the Holy of Holies. But, you know, I think we're still all learning. Can we be real for a minute? I think we're still learning. We have those moments where we're like, oh. It's like we're really in the holy of holies, and we, you know, the the spirit is ministering, and we feel like falling face down, and and we just we just spontaneously start to weep. I was looking at people on Friday night in Friday night's prayer as we're singing the holy, and people were just weeping. We have these pockets, but then we just kind of like run into the outer court. Is that okay to say that? We. We have these moments of connection and intimacy with God. We have these encounters. We have these things that God does in us and God does through us, but then it's like we just crank back into try harder. Work for it when Christ has already done it for us. Is there an amen? We Are we going okay? Cool. It's the essence of the new covenant. Ezekiel 36. 26. He says, I will give you a new heart and I will put my spirit in you and I will remove from you your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. Oh, I will put my spirit in you and I will move you. Do we feel the moving of the Holy Spirit? We feel the moving, not just here this morning, not just at prayer, not just at other times. But do we feel the moving of the Holy Spirit tomorrow? In our families, in our homes, in our workplaces, in the street, wherever we find ourselves, do we feel the moving of the Spirit? It was a simple thing I did the other day. I was just in a shop and I just sensed that someone just needed encouragement. So I just gave them a word of encouragement. and I said, God bless you. And in the moment of God bless you, their face, their face just changed. don't say that to share what i do i'm i'm I, i say that to encourage you that you're a minister of the gospel you're a minister of the good news of jesus christ it's not just left to a few of us you are you are and it's the spirit that moves through you there's something about flow there was always meant to be flow jesus said whoever believes in me out of them will flow Rivers of living water. There's a flow. Oh, there's a flow. Whoever believes in me, out of them will flow rivers. So the question is, what stops the flow? Because there is a flow. So what stops the flow? I think we've been looking at that over the past few months even. We've left open doors for the enemies. Unforgiveness, bitterness, pride, jealousy, offense, sexual immorality, stuff, and we've left the doors open and so we stopped the flow because Jesus said, forgive one another as I have forgiven you. But he said, if you do not forgive men their sins, I will not forgive yours. You see, that blocks the flow.
0: Galatians.
1: Galatians chapter 5. Okay, I may go more than just 15 minutes. So. I'll just get it out there now. Brothers, you were called to be free. Brethren, that should be brethren, men and women, you were called to be free. But don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but rather serve one another in love. There should be a big amen for that. So I say, live by the spirit and you will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the spirit, and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These two are opposed to each other. But if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity. Wow, I even said it. Idolatry. Those that know me know I'm not good with big words sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. Flesh, 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 flesh. Warning you about, about all these things. Isn't it really interesting, as I said last week, we think we have this picture of the early church as this perfect church. Perfect people of God. Everything's going really good. But yet Paul is constantly addressing things as a spiritual father. As I warned you, he said, that those who practice, that's the key, such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. It doesn't mean we don't do something and we fall into it and we go, oh. But if you continually, habitually practicing these things, well, where's the spirit? Where's the fruit? Jesus said to the religious, he said, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. We look for fruit, don't we? We see the fruit of someone's life and we see, I see Christ in them. We look for the fruit in someone else's life. and we go, I see Christ in them. As I said before, Tom was out there, bless you. But I said, I'm so proud of you guys. I see the fruit. I see the fruit in your life. I see Christ in you. But then you have these people that are like, I can quote every verse under the sun. I know everything about everything. Don't You don't have to tell me I know everything. But then you look and you go, where is the fruit? They're angry. They're slanderous. They're this, they're that. They're all kind. Where's the fruit? We're going to get there in a minute. So he says this, he says, but the fruit of the spirit is love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things that those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. It is no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. Amen. So if we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. There is a flow of the spirit in and through our lives. Take the love of God, for example. Last week, we looked at the love of God. If you weren't here, we looked a little bit about the love of God revealed. It says in Romans 11, verse 35 and 36, Who has ever given to God that God should repay him? For from him and through him and to him are all things. It's from him. We love because he first loved us. Amen. We can't love in our own strength. We can't love in our own accord. We love because he first loved us. He first loved us. So it's from him and it's through him because the scripture says, as we looked at last week, that God has poured his love out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. He has. So it's from him and it's through him
0: and it's to him.
1: It's a flow. You know, to guard your heart doesn't mean to put up blockages and not allow people into your life. Doesn't want that doesn't mean what guard guard your heart means. Guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. To guard your heart doesn't mean that you harden it. It doesn't mean that you put up walls. Hands up for everyone who has been rejected or hurt. Or something's happened in their life, words spoken over their life, hands up. That really should be everybody, I'm pretty sure. Thanks, Martin. Bless you. Everybody. We've all had stuff. You know that saying, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me? That's actually not true. Sometimes the words, particularly those close to you, were like, whoa. But it doesn't mean as a result of that, it doesn't mean that we put a, we harden our hearts and go, no, that's it. I'm not going to let anyone into my life. It doesn't mean that. That's not the heart of God. You know, Solomon wrote these words and he said, my son, pay attention to my words. Listen closely to my sayings. Don't lose sight of them, but keep them within your heart for they are life to them who find them and they are health to one's body. Wow. (laughs) Then he says, Guard your heart above all else, for it is the wellspring of life. Doesn't that conjure a picture of a flow? A flow? A wellspring of life flowing from you. Guard your heart. Guard your heart means don't let any root of bitterness find it. Guard your heart means don't walk in unforgiveness. Guard your heart means don't get prideful. Guard your heart means this kind of stuff. Guard your heart, protect it, because it's the wellspring of life. If we're going to receive God's love and walk in God's love, we can't have the other stuff if we're going to laugh. way there'll be an untainted flow. An untainted flow. You know, I was just meditating this week afresh back in 1 Corinthians 13. And it says, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It's not boastful. It's not arrogant. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not irritable. Well, (laughs) not irritable. And does not keep a record of wrongs. Man, that one really spoke to me. Love, God's love, not our love. Our love is like, Human love is, yeah, anyway. We're talking about God's love. Love that the world knows and sees is based on how we feel and it's, and it's often self-centered. It's like, I didn't get anything out of that or what am I getting out of it? It's not what we get out of it, it's what we put into it. Using Tom's example, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Christ wasn't looking to get anything out of it. He was, he was, he was loving. He gave his life for his bride
0: the, you know
1: I don't feel loved I'm not feeling loved right now I don't really feel like I fit that's all flesh stuff you know I was driving in today and it's good you know driving in from Bagara, you get to drive in and I was thinking you know this language that you hear out and about about tribes you know I, oh, I'm not in your tribe or you're not part of my tribe it's actually not New, New New Testament. It's actually not. The tribes were Old Testament tribes, and they all had a place. But you know what? Jesus actually canceled all that because our tribe is Jesus' tribe. We're the family of God, and we're not meant to be segregated off into all different areas because, oh, I don't really fit and you're not part of my tribe. No, no, we're actually meant to demonstrate love, and we're meant to demonstrate Um, unity, we're actually meant to demonstrate what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. Is there an amen? The church is meant to be getting bigger and more connected than ever across cities and, and regions, not dividing. But I just thought about, anyway, get back on track, Tim. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. Isn't that a good litmus test of
0: the love of God in our lives? Because isn't it really easy to remember what people have done? Yet love keeps
1: no record of wrongs. It's like there was a big whiteboard up there and there's all this stuff and then God just comes along and just goes, wipe.
0: And you're like, oh. And he's done that for us. And he says, do as
1: I've done. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails.
0: Oh, God. We can't
1: strive to love the way that God loves. Let's let's just use love as an example. We can't work it up. We can't try harder to love God. Sorry, you're right in front of me. Yes, it does say make every effort, but it's not actually mean try harder. It is the yielding. It is the yielding to God. It is the submitting to him. It is the dying to self. It is going lower. It is receiving from him. God, I receive everything that you have for me. What a great prayer. God, remove anything in me that needs to be removed, that I would be a a vessel of clean clean hands and pure hearts, that I would love, that your love would flow into me and through me, that I could love my brother the way that you love him. Because if I try and do it in my own
0: strength, I'm just going to end up in frustration.
1: That ha- no, no, but I do love you, brother. It's just there's no one in the front row. That's like you have to go to the second row. Anyway, I could be cheeky, but I'm, oh, well, there is there. Sorry, I'm sorry, Kathy. You're, yes, you're in that front. You're in this front row. Anyway,
0: where was I? You know, yeah, we love Kathy too. Yeah, we love. The, You know, when I've
1: faced with things, and I remember, you know, there's times, there's people have a battle with frustration. Like, okay, there's three of us here. Oh, there's a few of us. Frustration comes from impatience lack of patience lack of trust you know it's we can we we can try harder to not get impatient we can try harder to not get frustrated but that ends up just making us more frustrated
0: until we learn to go god
1: i just need to rest learn to rest in you I just need to rest in you. Jesus said, abide in me as I abide in you and you will bear much fruit. You'll bear it. I am the vine. You are the branches. You will bear much fruit because of the connection, because of the relationship, because of the unity that you have in Christ. The flow of his spirit, the life, love, joy, peace, you know, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Not to mention his gifts, his power will flow through you because of the connection. You will bear much fruit. Abide in me. Abide in me. Stay in me. Dwell in me. Don't let anything move you from that position. Don't let it move you because that's what happens. The enemy wants to try and move us. We're not, we, we can't be moved in a sense because we're in Christ. But in our thinking, we are moved. The battle is often up here. And we get moved in our mind and we think we have to do something. We think we have to try harder. We think, we think. But it's like, no, the way of Christ is just to yield. And take a breath.
0: Just take a breath. Because huh. he says, in me, there is perfect peace and rest.
1: We spend our lives scratching around rather than coming up higher. Come up higher. Come up higher. That is our true position. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Oh, that is our position. May anything that tries to get in the way of that in our thinking be completely removed that we would yield. Paul went on to say to the church in Corinth, which we looked at last week, of, in 1 Corinthians 14, he says, pursue love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. The gift of prophecy, the gift of tongues, the gift of healing, the gift of miracles, the gift of faith, the gift of discernment, the gift of, the gifts of the Spirit are also gifts that are meant to flow. It's not just love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, generous, faithfulness, and self-control. It's the gifts of the Spirit. It's prophecy. It's miracles. It's healing. It's signs and wonders they are meant to flow. And again, it's not just for one or two of us. It's, it's, it's for us. It's like there's a waterfall we just got to step into the flow and live as God intended us to live, to demonstrate his kingdom. All hail King Jesus. All hail Emmanuel. All hail King Jesus, the Lord of heaven and earth. All hail King Jesus. We are his kingdom ambassadors. And he's looking for people that will just stand and yield. yield you know those moments when someone sends you a text and you're like read the text and you're like oh and you just start to type a text and then you go no I'm not gonna got one person that says yes I've got two people that says yes and you just go no I'm just gonna leave it and you go away and you just live for an hour or two and you just commune with God and you just and all of a sudden you just go oh I'm seeing things very differently that first reaction is like it's like I'm just poking the flesh just to see what I'm going to get but then when you yield to God
0: it feels like you can breathe it really does I'm nearly finished.
1: Colossians chapter three. A Couple more scriptures. If you have been raised with Christ, hands up who's been raised with Christ. That is any, that is any anyone who's been born again. Yep. Been raised with Christ. Seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things above, not on earthly things. You see, that's where it is, isn't it? You've been raised with Christ, so seek the things that are above. Don't don't be little chickens and chooks, tur- turkeys, someone said turkeys would, would have probably been better. Gobble, 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 gobble. You know, set your minds on the things above, not on the earthly things, not on the stuff. And the, the more you grow in Christ, the more you, you kind of rest in Him and you find that place of abiding. Some of the things you think that matter don't, actually don't really matter. Some of the things that even happen to us that we used to like, oh, it's like it doesn't really matter. What does it really matter? Love your enemies. Pray for those that persecute you. You can only really do that if you're actually seeking the things that are above rather than scratching on the surface. Because love wins. That's what my Bible says. Love wins. God is love. Love wins. Is there an amen? He goes on to say to them. He says, for, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. He says, so therefore put to death whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, greed, which is idolatry. Like, again, he's dressing these things. Put away anger, wrath, malice, slander, filthy language. Don't lie to each other. And then he says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, put on. So here's the flow again. Put on love. Put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a grievance.
0: I think in the midst of battles, in the midst of stuff, it's do we take things into our own hands or do we just sing the
1: song? in a sense, that says, Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need Because you. you're my one defense and my righteousness. Oh, God, how I need you. mark chapter 4 and verse 35 we talk about the wind and the wave on that day when evening had come he told them let's cross over to the other side of the sea isn't it interesting kind of links into what tom was saying jesus said to them you know let us cross over to the other side of the sea jesus knew exactly what was coming he knew what he was leading them into he knew what was before and he said come on let's cross over We're in our nice, comfy boat. That's awesome. Remember, the church is not a cruise ship. It's a battleship. Because we're in a war against principalities and powers of darkness. But thanks be to God, we have the victory. Amen. So they left the crowd and they took him along since he was in the boat and other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking over the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. Does anyone ever felt like they were being swamped? You know, stuff, lie, feel like you're being swamped. He was in the stern sleeping on the cushion. Good place to be. And they woke him and they said to him, teacher, don't you care that we are going
0: to die? See, The truth is it's not by might or by power. It is by
1: his spirit. That's the truth. It's not by might or by power. It's not us. It's him. It's by his spirit. God always finishes what he starts. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will finish what he started. He will complete the good work in you that he started. And at times there are tests, at times there are trials, at times there's, there's these winds and these waves, and we almost feel like Jesus, where are you in this? But yet he's right there with you. And there is always a lesson to learn in everything. It's one thing I've was well, more than one thing, but one of the things I've learned in my life, in every situation there is a lesson to learn. In every situation, there's a from a, a glory to glory moment because there's upgrade on the other end of it. God is wanting to transition us out of where we've been, on this side of the lake, to the other side of the lake. He's calling us up. He's calling us up as mature sons and daughters. He's saying, live by my spirit, not by the flesh, but walk and let the flow of my spirit flow through you. But yet there's this kind of stuff. And he says to them, he says, well, at first he got up and he rebuked the wind and he spoke to the sea and he said, be still, peace, be still. Jesus has all authority. Isn't there great comfort in that? Jesus has all authority. And the wind ceased and there was great calm. And then he turned to his disciples and he said this. Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith?
0: And they were terrified.
1: But not terrified as in terrified, but filled with awe, terrified. And they said, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? And I want to say to you today that sometimes when we're in the washing machine and sometimes when we're in the stuff of life, we, we, we get back to the flap heart of Christianity where we're just trying to keep ourselves above water. And he says, no, 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 just come up higher. You hear the angels sing. Come up higher, my beloved. Come up higher.
0: Come up higher. There is a place
1: of perfect peace and rest that is above the storm, that is above the situation, that is above anything that you are facing. And when we learn that lesson, you watch what will happen next. So
0: let's fix our eyes on Jesus. let us
1: yield to the work of his Holy Spirit in us. You know, that is always the thing that God has me say in any situation. The first thing, the best prayer you could pray would be, God, what are you doing in me? Do we ever think about that? We find ourselves in a situation we find stuff going on and you know we tend to like look at other stuff but the the first thing should be god what are you doing in me lord what are you showing me it's always about trust it's always about faith it's always about love it's always about all this kind of kingdom stuff and so we lay aside every hindrance what's hindering me is it past experiences is it Is it fear? Is it unbelief that he doesn't actually have me in the midst of the storm? Is it words that people have spoken over my life that I don't feel that anything's going to change? Nothing's going to change. Circumstances are not going to change. What is it? Is it hurt? Is it stuff from the past that still affects you today? Today is a great day. Just say, Lord, I yield to you afresh. Oh, I drink of your spirit. Come, all you who are thirsty, come and drink. Come, come and have your fill. Come, come. All you who are thirsty, come, come, come. Come, and find your peace. Come and find your rest. As we yield to God, as we yield to the work of his spirit in us, be open to what he wants to do through you. To love the person that's in front of you, to encourage someone, to build someone up, to strengthen them, to speak to someone about Jesus, whatever the circumstance is, to lay hands on the sick and step out of your comfort zone and just start to pray for them, for healing in Jesus' name. Whatever it may be, God is calling us to be mobilized as his people but that way it's not an event it's not a show it's just living naturally supernatural because that's who we are that's who we are when we're born again we're born again from above and that is who we are naturally supernatural we don't live according to the patterns of this world but according to the kingdom of heaven amen so lord we pray today that as you continue to lead us on this journey of faith and trust in you, God. Lord, that you would help us to yield, to trust, to rest. Lord, that we would break out of patterns and mindsets that have got us where we are, that we would come into that place of perfect peace and rest. We thank you that we love because you first loved us. And we thank you for the ministry of your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the flow, the flow of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we want to be positioned more to receive everything that you have for us. We want to come to the table and have that divine exchange. Lord, remove anything from us that needs to be removed. Cleanse us of anything that we need to be cleansed of. Heal us of anything that we need to be healed of, oh God, that we would just flow in your love and your kindness and your goodness, in your power, in your healing, in your salvation, that we would live not buffeted around by the things of this world, but according to the heartbeat of heaven. And people said,
0: amen. I want to encourage you. Where's the team? Come on, team. I'm <laughs> encouraging you, team.
1: Yielding, submitting, humbling ourselves goes against everything that the world teaches us. Because it's about pride, it's about self-determination, it's about self-effort, it's all this stuff. And yet, Jesus says, come. Come to me, all you are burdened, weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest.
0: That's where the flow is. In his
1: perfect peace and rest. We learn to live by the Spirit, amen? More and more, in every circumstance, in every situation, we learn to live by the Spirit. That's our prayer, Lord. Teach us to walk by your Spirit.
0: More and more. More and more. I can't go back.